This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. One of the most common things that comes up with my clients is navigating life as an empath. And I realized I haven't really done a podcast talking about this specifically, and I felt like it would be a good idea. I felt like it was was time to do this because I would say most people, not everybody, but the majority of people that work with me that I'm really close to would identify as an empath. And for some people, if they've never heard that term before, it's just so actually validating and, and freeing when they when they learn more about that and realize, oh, that's why I feel things so deeply. And it's really helpful to know about yourself because it helps you kind of manage your energy in a way that allows you to not get drained, so to speak. And I just think there's some things that for me, understanding how to work with my energy and manage my energy as an empath, it was just so helpful in terms of my life that I I wanted to do a podcast to talk about some things that I think every empath should know. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you're an empath, then this is going to help you a lot. And a lot of what I'm covering, I feel like is really simple, but I can't tell you how many times I've had clients just not do these things because they're so simple and uh, then they still feel drained, exhausted, maybe moody. And then when they finally implement these strategies, it's like their entire world shifts. So this is going to be really, really helpful. And if you are interested in these types of topics, I also want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Sinead Cracknell. I'm sure that most of you are familiar with Sinead. She has been on the podcast. She is an incredible, incredible healer, intuitive trauma coach. She's the first person I ever attuned to a high. And she started a podcast called The Sinead Show. And if you like this podcast, you will love Sinead's. So I wanted to share this because I know that I'm always interested in hearing about new podcasts that are aligned with me. She talks all about intuition, overcoming trauma, breaking through fears and limitations, deep, deep healing, really soul transformation. If you listen to the episode that Sinead was on, you heard a bit of her story. She was told she was crazy. She was admitted to a psych ward. She was in deep depression. She overcame bowel cancer. She ended addiction, cold turkey. This woman is truly incredible. So just search The Sinead Show on Apple Podcasts, S-I-N-E-A-D show, and you'll find it there. So hope you enjoy it. I love Sinead. She is incredible. And she's also an empath. So (laughs) I know she, uh, she has a lot to say on this topic as well. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, 
brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members, monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. Let's dive into empath things. And actually, before I give any tips, I do want to talk about the quote unquote label of empaths. I mean, I could do a whole podcast about labels in themselves. I am somebody who has no issue labeling myself, but I also don't feel married to any label. So I'll label myself a gazillion things and change my labels whenever I want. And I don't really think it's it's a problem. I think where labels get in people's way is when they feel like once they have a label, they're not allowed to change. So I think it's more about your relationship with a label than the label itself. But here's here's what I'll say, especially with empaths. I think that on some level, empaths has become kind of a buzzword, which is why I don't create that many pieces of content around empaths specifically, because I sort of think the term is just thrown around. And I also think some people use that term as a crutch, like, oh, I can't do these things because I'm an empath, which which isn't true. It's it's such a gift. It's more about just understanding the type of person you are, why you are the way you are, how you can work with your energetic capacity. I view it as just learning more about yourself so that you can feel better and move through life in in a way that feels more like flow rather than a crutch or because of this I can't do this. I I don't see it that way at all. And I also think, especially in the more spiritual, intuitive communities, I mean, 
I feel like almost everyone's an empath. So I feel like pretty often it's more of an unspoken thing for me personally, which is why I don't always bring it up because I'm just like, well, of course you're an empath. You feel things so deeply. I can, I can see, you know, if I'm giving somebody energy healing and I'm working with their energy body and I can literally see how deeply they feel and how the energies of others get imprinted in them so, so deeply and, and just holding on to other people's energy. I see all of that. But when that's your normal, you don't always realize that that's not the way it has to be, which is why it's so helpful. So it's learning to manage your energy. When you're an empath, you feel things so deeply. And I know for me, when I was young, when I was little, it it made the world feel really overwhelming. And until I started to understand that it was a gift, I definitely felt like it was something that held me back. And I didn't even know the word empath. I just knew I felt things so, so deeply. I mean, I would listen to a song and just start sobbing. I would do the same with movies or TV shows. If I saw someone else get hurt at a very young age, I would start crying and sobbing before before they even processed it. And I also felt this pull. I felt like there are a lot of people with very heavy energy that would kind of like find me and they felt like energy leeches. And <laughs> I felt like I was like holding on to all of their stuff for them. And they were also sucking energy from me. It's literally how, how it felt. And, you know, I didn't really understand what any of this meant until I was older. But when I was young, that was my experience and it just felt exhausting. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't move through the world. The world is too stimulating. So if you felt that way, I I get it. And there's a lot of overlap with clairsentience and empaths. And I've said this before, but I I think they get confused a lot. And the way that I see the difference between the two personally, I don't see them as the same, but I do think there's overlap. And so to me, the empath, the empath feels a lot of the heavier energies, heavier emotions very deeply. And they almost attract that. I hesitate to use that word, but it's sort of like because the empath can feel so deeply, they can transmute very powerfully. And that is so much of what the empath is here to do. They're here to transmute what feels heavier, let's say, into into the lightness, into love. They can actually transmute the anger, the hate, the sadness, and shift that into love and gratitude and appreciation. I almost think of it like the empath is some type of, this might be a bad analogy, but this is just how I see it. Almost like the empath is some type of processing plant. So think of some type of machine where you put in junk and it processes things and then it spits out the most beautiful invention or I don't know, piece of artwork, just anything that is taking the mess and turning it into something beautiful. And when we're talking about emotions, the thing is that low, lower frequency emotions aren't bad, but they have unwanted <laughs> results typically when harbored in the body. And this is literally leading to disease. Many people do not know how to feel their emotions, how to process their emotions, how to move through their emotions. 
they they don't know how or sometimes things are just too much for them. It's like they can't handle all of it at once. And when people can't move through their emotions or manage their emotions, feel their feelings, it either gets stuck in them and turns into this whole mess in their bodies and then manifests in a number of ways, or they kind of deflect it, push it onto somebody else. And who that tends to be is the empath. The empath is like a bright, a bright light, like shining, like, hey, I feel things so deeply and feeling is how we heal, right? You feel to heal. Actually feeling and moving through things and moving them out. This is how we process emotions. This is how we transmute. And like, it has to happen somewhere. So for some people, the empath, maybe they have a friend. I mean, it's really common for empaths to be friends with people who do not feel their feelings. They might be perceived as emotionless, quote unquote, or narcissists, people who very much energy dump, energy vomit. It's really common for the empath to have those types of friends because those types of people will will subconsciously or maybe consciously pull on the empath who can do the transmuting because it's sort of like, and again, this is not in conscious awareness typically, I can't deal with my feelings or manage my stuff. I don't want to handle all this energy. So let me just throw it on you because you can you can process this and, and you can feel it for me. And if you're an empath, I would uh, <laughs> take a second. I'm sure that's ringing a bell. It's also incredibly common for the empath to be born into a family like this. The family unit, again, non-conscious awareness, but They'll, they'll see that person as the person that can kind of suck up all of their emotions and energies and they'll do the transmuting for me. But the problem is that most empaths don't realize that they're here to transmute and they can just feel like all of this energy being thrown at them and holy shit, what do I do with all of this? This is so heavy. Stop energy vomiting on me. But also I can't stop feeling this heaviness. I'm really sensitive. Like that's the experience. And it can kind of feel like you're just stuck under this cloud until you learn how to direct that energy and transmute it. Being an empath and having clairsentience overlaps a lot, but but a lot of clairsentience actually are not empaths. I know for me, I am both. And so clairsentience is this clear feeling in, in the body. So getting psychic information through my physical body. And there's certainly overlap, but let me give you an example. If I'm going into an intuitive reading using my clairsentience or even just going through the world and I'm using my clairsentience. It's like I can get information from my body. I might notice a symptom or I might notice heat or I might notice I get activated. I get goosebumps. I might notice I feel something in my head. So I'm I'm having feelings and it might be a physical feeling or even emotional feeling. I'm around somebody and I feel nervous. I feel on edge. I feel their stress. And I can get information from that. And maybe my claircognizance gives me some clear information that goes alongside that. So I'm tuning in, gathering the information, making sense of it. And then I move on and I've released it. So I've used that that to tune into what's going on to get the intuitive information. And then I move on. It's almost like I get in the pool and then I get out. And I, I, I got what I needed. But being an empath feels like somebody coming up behind you and pushing you into the pool and then jumping in and pushing your head down and not letting you get out. That's a very dramatic example. 
but that's sometimes how it feels. As an empath, it's like you're actually taking on their energy and not just not just tuning into it to notice how they feel, but you actually it's almost like it sticks to you and for it to be released it needs to be transmuted and felt. So you're doing that that type of work, that release for it to move out and through versus the clairsentient, it can be much more like a dipping in and the dipping out rather than carrying everybody's stuff for them. So I hope those examples make sense. It's a subtle thing, but I definitely know people who are clairsentient who are not empaths, but I have a lot of clients and I know for me, I, I'm an empath and I'm clairsentient and does it really matter? I mean, just knowing how I can use both is very helpful. I think we can get caught up in, in semantics, but I did want to point that out. But I want you to know that if you feel like you hold on to everyone's stuff, it's part of a gift that you can still explore and work with. But I really just want you to know that you're not you're not doing life wrong. And I feel like a lot of empaths can feel so heavy and feel like they're doing something wrong because I know a lot of the advice around feeling everyone's emotions, feeling a lot of the things that empaths feel. It can make a lot of people feel like they're doing something wrong. It can make them feel like, I just need to be tougher. I, I'm too sensitive. I'm doing something wrong. And it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's knowing how you are and what the gift is within that and learning to work with it. Because actually not everyone has that gift. And I think that as an empath, for me, I used, again, like I said before, I used to feel like it held me back in so many ways and I couldn't do X, Y, Z because of it. But now I see it as such a gift because I can help people heal so powerfully through transmuting those energies. And that's a way that I can give and I like to give. And obviously I have my boundaries with that, but I do know that I can help facilitate really powerful transformation for people when, you know, they're doing their healing work. But as I release things for them, I can help transmit a lot of that energy for people who maybe can't fully do that on their own or rather don't know how to. So as a healer, I see it as a huge gift. I also see it as a huge gift in terms of my sense of compassion and empathy for people. Sometimes, yeah, it can feel like a lot when you're experiencing a lot of intense emotions, but I also do love, I do love feeling how people are feeling like so deeply. And I feel like it's allowed me to understand people on a deeper level, but it's allowed me to really open my eyes to new perspectives and different ways of being and thinking and feeling. Because let's say there's somebody who I disagree with and something happens and they get really upset and hurt. I I can't look at that person and not feel how hurt they are, how sad they are, which is actually really helpful for me because maybe maybe I wouldn't personally get hurt by that or I wouldn't see it that way. But then when I can feel those emotions, it sort of forces me to on some level, you know, put put my feet in their shoes for a second and just view things in a different way. And I have become a lot more open-minded because of that. And I think it is something that helps me see the beauty 
in every single person and the vulnerability and like, hey, we're all we're all humans. We're all feeling these emotions. That's something that unifies us. It's also made me just like a nicer person because I know when I was little, <laughs> when I was very young, I was very like sassy and snappy. And I remember I would say things that, and I didn't mean to be rude, but it probably was because I was very little and sassy. And the second I said it, and I just thought it was a funny joke, if I felt somebody else get hurt, I would start sobbing. Because I could just feel somebody else feel sad or hurt. And that made me a lot more aware of other people and their emotions. And I do think, you know, there comes a point where we we can't live our lives. And I firmly believe this on the other side of the coin, too. Like, we can't live our lives always worrying about other people's feelings because... We're not responsible for other people's feelings the same way they're not responsible for ours. Like we're responsible for our own feelings. But that being said, I do think it's, you know, <laughs> good to be aware <laughs> of people. And I'm not going to go out of my way, obviously, to ever uh, hurt someone. And I think that this has really allowed me to, to develop some very useful communication skills. I'm really good at reading a room. I've gotten really far in business because of that. I've made some really, really great connections. I find myself in really helpful networking situations and just different opportunities in business, but then also in relationships. Just my interpersonal skills in general, when I can read the room, when I can pick up on how someone's feeling, I can ask questions that make that person feel safe. I can ask questions that make that person feel like they're understood. I can calm people down a lot. I can also motivate people. I can also give them the kick in the ass that they need. I change my communication style a lot based on what I'm feeling as a clairsentient, but also as an empath, because when I'm actually feeling in my body what they're feeling, all I have to think is, okay, what do I need right now? Like what's gonna, what would push me to to be more motivated? What would make me feel safer? What make me feel calmer? What would make me feel understood? I can kind of use my body as a mirror of like, okay, how do I facilitate this conversation? So I actually think it's been really helpful for me to develop deeper connections with people, have deeper conversations, just get further. And also in business and in coaching, I see it as a huge, huge advantage as a coach because I have worked with coaches who like cannot feel what I'm feeling. And I feel and, you know, you don't have to be an empath to be a great coach for sure. You don't have to. But I just think it's an advantage because it's easier for me to relate to that person, even if I haven't been through exactly what they've been through. And I know I have worked with some coaches who are great coaches, but also kind of like <laughs> just like do not feel my emotions whatsoever. And I know as the client, I felt in those situations like I couldn't fully be myself or I needed to put on a certain front so I wasn't weak or, you know, any of that. So I've just found that it, it's so powerful. It, you're innately a healer. You're innately a healer when you're an empath, uh, but you have such an ability to empathize with people, to have such a deeper level of compassion, to experience broader range of emotions. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts of being in this human experience is to experience those those emotions and that depth of emotion and to be able to relate to people on a, on a very deep level. To me, that's what gives a lot of meaning. So I see it as a complete gift and it's like the lower I feel the lows. Also the higher I feel 
the highs. So it, it has allowed me to have such a greater depth of gratitude. I posted on my stories the other day. I'm like, I'm just, does anybody else just sob because they're happy because this happens to me all the time. And other people are like, no. And some people are like, yes, I feel that so deeply. And I love being able to do that. I love being able to cry of happiness and gratitude and really, really feel that vibration so strongly in my body. Not only does it just make me feel good, but it also makes it easier for me to manifest when I can really feel that vibration of gratitude and happiness and abundance so deeply in my body because of the contrast that that I experience. Feeling the full range of emotion allows me to really clearly see what is in the energy of love, what is in a higher frequency. And that helps so much with, with manifestation, with my intuitive gifts, and just with my life experience overall. So I see being an empath as a gift in so, so many ways. For me, taking care of my physical body is key to being able to do what I do. Between running multiple businesses and channeling a lot, it's really important for me to optimize my productivity, my energy, and my mental clarity. And something that helps me out a lot with all of that is Element. I have spent years trying to find a good electrolyte supplement that had super clean ingredients and made me feel amazing. And if you follow me on social media, you've seen me talking about Element a lot. I am obsessed with this stuff. I drink a packet every single day and I feel the difference in my physical body, my mental clarity, my focus. And as a light worker, I'm actually burning through a lot of light and that burns a lot of water. So I drink a lot of fluids during the day and it's really easy for my electrolytes to get out of balance, which can then affect the way I feel in a number of ways. Plus, as someone who is pretty active, I need to be aware of this. And if you're on a whole foods-based diet, it's so important to make sure that you're balancing your electrolytes because it's pretty easy for those to get out of balance. If you've been noticing a lot of hunger, cramps, headaches, tiredness, dizziness, then this is something to definitely look into. What I love about Element is it tastes really good. It tastes really good and it has no sugar, no gluten, all natural ingredients. It's paleo friendly, keto friendly, super clean. Every packet has a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Rob Wolf is one of the co-founders and I'm sure many of you know Rob Wolf. The Paleo Solution has always been one of my favorite books. And as a former research biochemist and serious athlete, I definitely trust him for what works. And you know, if he's one of the co-founders, the ingredients are definitely good. Element is used by Navy SEAL teams, U.S. Olympic teams, NFL teams, NBA players, tech leaders, everyone who wants to be on their A game, and that is you too. Try it out totally risk-free. They have such a great return policy. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked, and they have a less than 0.5% return rate. That is legit. So I have a special offer for you. If you want to get an Element sample pack, my code will get you that for free, but you just have to pay for the cost of shipping. So that's $5 for US orders. So you're getting the sample pack for free, and that includes eight packets of Element, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. You just have to pay $5 for shipping if you're in the US. That offer is limited to one time per customer, but it's a pretty sweet deal. And trust me, you are going to love this stuff. All you have to do is head to drinkelement.com slash CTC, and that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash CTC. Element is spelled L-M-N-T. So if you go to that link, you can get that eight pack sampler, just pay for shipping. And I can't wait to hear how much you love it. 
I want to talk about some really key things that I think are very helpful for all empaths to do to keep in mind. These are just my suggestions. This comes from my own personal experience and having worked with a lot of different empaths. And when people come to me and they feel very overwhelmed, they feel clouded, they feel like they can't connect intuitively, they just feel heavy all the time. There are things you can do to help out with that. And I think it's key to not let being an empath hold you back, but rather just to work with that with that gift the same way, I don't know, say you've got a new car, you absolutely love it, it's amazing, makes you feel so good, drives really well, but requires special upkeep, special fuel. You got to take it in more often to get things done. You want to keep it nice, you know, it's just part of the maintenance. It's like that, being an empath. Just got to give yourself some TLC. So let's start with number one. The first thing I want to suggest to all empaths, and I mean, I think everybody in general can benefit from all of these, but the main place to start, which seems so obvious, most people haven't done this, is getting to know your own energy and being by yourself. Because what happens is people get so caught up in other people's energy, they can't even tell what's mine and what's theirs. And so the first thing is to Spend time by yourself. And I really think if you've never done this and you're feeling the heaviness of everybody else's energies, you're feeling like, oh my God, why am I stressed and angry and sad? And I don't know, I just feel like a big blanket of other people's energy is on me. I would strongly suggest doing everything you can to give yourself a weekend or five days or a whole week, literally by yourself. And when I say by yourself, I mean physically, but I also mean without social media, without messaging people because somebody can throw their energy on me through a text message, right? Or a phone call, but really giving yourself a total detox of everybody else's energy so that you can start to get to know your own energy. It's literally like an elimination diet. I use this example for something else I was describing, but it's like an elimination diet for energy body where first we just got to clean the slate a bit and see what's happening. So then we can take care of ourselves. And then when we add other energies in, we can start to realize, oh, wait, that's mine or that's not mine. The problem is that a lot of people don't know how to identify what is theirs and what isn't because actually they've never even been away from everybody else's stuff. And overall, as an empath, part of working with that is having time every single day where you are resetting and recharging and just in your own energy by yourself. And this is where we can do clearing. I'll talk about that in a second. But really having time for yourself, this is why starting your day off just in your own energy, meditating, having time for you before before interacting with anybody else is so key. And then also at the end of the day to kind of clear that off, you really just want to be in your own energy and remove anything that's not yours, send it back to the person who sent it to you. But I really think before you even get there, you need to have a deep clearing of just me and my own energy so I can tell what's mine and what's not mine. Because let's say, and I've done this many times before. This is one of the reasons why I like to go off by myself. Let's say I spend three days away totally by myself, no technology. The first day I'm there, I'm still like clearing off or or working through identifying things from other people that I've picked up over the week. And it's not until probably a day and a half or even two days in that I start to realize how I actually feel. Where I noticed, wait, that anger wasn't even mine, or that stress wasn't even mine. I kept feeling it from this person, 
or maybe the opposite. Maybe I realize, wait, I actually have a lot of resentment toward this, or I actually feel really sad or stressed out. And I didn't notice that before. You really just want to give yourself space for everybody else's energy to not be there. So you can start to see what really is yours. And then once you're in that state, the next piece is really getting to know your own energy, getting to know your own energy body and your own feelings. And this is where starting to feel your feelings, journaling, meditating again, touching your body, like feeling your physical body is so helpful. A lot of empaths have in one way or another sort of dissociated from from their bodies. This is a really common coping mechanism, especially when you're young. If you feel everything so intensely, so deeply, it can just feel like a lot. And especially if that ends up manifesting physically in any type of illness or pain or injury, our bodies are just trying to cope. And it's not uncommon for people to kind of leave their body so that they don't have to feel the physical intensity so much. But this is also common for emotional struggles. So I know for me, I struggled with anxiety and depression growing up. And one of the ways that I sort of dealt with it was not fully being in my body because if I had to actually feel or when I did actually feel the anxiety and the depression, it was so intense for me that I just wanted to get out. I just didn't even, I couldn't even deal with it because just dealing with the surface layer felt like too much. Little did I know if I just actually let myself feel it and stuck it out through the intense parts, it would have, you know, moved through a lot faster, but I didn't know that. But I'm just trying to point out that a lot of people are not fully in their bodies and you've learned that whether or not you realize it just as a way of handling everything that you're feeling, feeling other people's stuff, feeling your own emotions, feeling things physically when you're really sensitive and there's so much stimulation that can be that can be a lot. So part of this process of really working with the gift is okay, let me clear clear all the space and be in my own energy and let me get to know what my own energy actually is. But part of that is going into it. And part of that is feeling how you feel and sitting with it. Right? Feel to heal. This is how you're going to start to transmute your own stuff, but then also feeling your physical body. And I find that stretching, massaging yourself, just like touching yourself and bringing, bringing awareness to different areas. Everybody can go down the different chakras. You can just go to different body parts and noticing how does this feel? Let me feel this with my hand. Start to really feel yourself again. This is going to bring awareness to what's yours and what isn't. One of the most important things for me as an empath and with clairsentience is I have to have alone time to recharge, first of all, because I can't recharge when I'm basically like a battery that everybody else sucks energy from. (laughs) And people don't mean to do that, but that's basically how it feels. So I have to be by myself to recharge, literally. But also I need time for myself every single day to feel into what is mine and what isn't mine, because often people spiral or worry or whatever, don't feel good because of other people's energies. And if you just realize that's not even my own, then you can transmute release and you don't have to carry it for that person anymore. And so if I've gotten used to my energy body, how I feel, what's actually going on for me, and I have that awareness of myself, it's really strong self-awareness, then let's say I go to, I don't know, let's say I go to a friend's house and there are six people there and I walk in and suddenly I get bloated. 
or suddenly I get a headache or suddenly I just feel like really nervous or I feel on edge or maybe I feel sad. Well, when I have that frame of reference, I've basically already gotten used to how I already feel and I'm very in tune with my own body. I have that baseline. Now I can see what's shifting and that's actually giving me information and I don't have to take it on as my own. So I don't have to say, oh, this is me. I'm insecure. I'm stressed out. I can realize, wait, okay, I felt a difference in my frequency. I'm experiencing a symptom. What is my body trying to tell me about what's around me? Maybe it is, maybe it is a frequency mismatch, so to speak. Maybe there's something in the environment that isn't really aligned with me, but perhaps it is I'm feeling someone else's energy or or emotion. And this actually allows me to, like I said before, kind of just be more open, have some more compassion, perhaps soften the conversation or intensify it. If somebody needs a little more motivating, I can really just start to use that information to actually transmute the whole the whole environment overall. And that's part of the gift is the transmutation. I'm going to come back to this. This is so key. But if I'm feeling this frequency and I'm feeling, oh, this doesn't feel good, I could one, either be like, I don't feel good. I'm insecure. Or I, it's just a common one people think, or I don't like it here or people don't like me. I need to get out of here. Or maybe, oh, wait, these people don't feel good. I don't like them. You know, we can make judgments or we can look at it as just information. And actually what I prefer to do is if I'm in that situation, you know, sometimes I'm like, eh, this isn't really where I want to be. That's okay. But if I can tell other people are feeling these frequencies, what I can actually do right then is like, okay, this isn't even mine. This is someone else's. It is it is being magnetized to me because I can transmute this. And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm literally just going to transmute this frequency and, and show up with gratitude and almost like work with the emotion, the energy as if it's my own, but I'm not attached because I know it's not my own. And then I can shift it into love or gratitude or exploration and even just let myself feel it in that moment. And this is all, this can't all be done very subtly. And if you're first starting to work with this, then, you know, it might not be as easy at first, but the more you do this, like by yourself, you practice transmuting energies, the easier it is just kind of on the fly. But that's just an example of how helpful it is to really, really be acquainted with your own energy, how you're currently feeling, how your body is feeling, what your emotions are like, how your vibration is, and having those checks, so to speak, at the beginning and end of every day, but also having spent time like really, really knowing the core of who you are, your true energetic essence. So spending time alone is key. It's not that you have to always be alone, but I love my alone time and it gives me so much insight. And the more I get to know myself and my own energy, the more I can recognize that what I'm picking up on isn't mine, which makes it easier for me just because of a mindset thing to to feel it and shift it and release it for other people. So spending time alone is key, getting to know yourself. The other piece of that is with friendships and well, any relationship and boundaries, because there is something about letting yourself be picky about who you hang out with and how you spend your time. If you are choosing to every weekend go into a situation and you're an empath and everybody around you, maybe you have a friend group and you know the people there just like don't make you feel good and you pick up on all of their drama and their complaining and their sadness and their anger. And I don't know what what else is going on, but I think 
we all know people who have these groups or maybe you're in one yourself and it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad people. I know I used to be around a group of people that I felt like I couldn't leave and I loved them, but I knew every time I was around them, it was just so low frequency, even though they were, you know, not bad people, good people. And I enjoyed them. But at the same time, I left feeling exhausted, drained, like people had just dumped so much energy on me and just like low frequency. And I'm like, I love you as a person, but why do I feel so shitty every time? And also all of this complaining, like it was just a lot. So I realized, okay, in this instance, I'm choosing to every single weekend or however often it is, maybe every single day, get in that environment. And then I'm basically picking up all the energy like a magnet and then I don't feel good. And that is not (laughs) self-care. That is not loving myself. That is not respecting myself. That is overloading myself. And sometimes it can feel like my fuse has been blown. And I'm like, but I need that energy for me. So it's just really being honest with yourself about how you're spending your time, who you're hanging out with. And I will say, sometimes it's even single, just single people. I know I have lived with people who, again, I really like them as people, but I'm like, I can't live with you because you have all of this energy that gets dumped on me. And I can't be responsible for other people working through their emotions or doing whatever type of healing work they need to do. That's not my responsibility. So this is where I am very... Yeah, I'll say picky about who I spend time with, who I work with, who I'm around, and how I spend my time too. I don't let people push me into doing things that I really don't want to do. And a lot of people do this. And I also have boundaries. And I would invite you to refer back to the podcast about boundaries. I mean, I think I have a couple podcasts about boundaries. Boundaries, one of my favorite topics. I love it so much. They are liberating, they are freeing, they allow the empath to breathe. This is how I see it. So where do you need stronger boundaries? And I find that typically this means more often than not, just having clear boundaries around for yourself. This is about you. What are my rules of engagement for me to function and feel good moving through the world? I know that I need a certain amount of alone time every day, every week. I know there's only a certain amount of time that I that I feel good spending socially, that time might, that amount of time might be different for a different person. I just kind of know my limits. And that's not about any person in particular. That's literally just me being in other people's energies. I know how, how much, how often I want to be around other people's energies. And then also what are the activities we're doing? What's the conversation like? And yeah, of course the person themselves are certain people that drain you and other people that don't. And I keep all of that in mind. And for people that I really love that tend to want to energy vomit on me, I will lovingly explain the boundaries that I have and why. And sometimes I straight up tell people, I'm like, I'm not available for this conversation right now. Or I'll just say, Hey, like this is, this is a lot. I can't hold space for this right now. I would recommend going to somebody else who can hold space for it. And I'll just straight up tell people. And I mean, the type of friends I have, most people, well, first of all, I don't really have people that energy dump on me anymore, but I used to. And the people who did that, who were my friends or are my friends, totally don't get offended by that. They totally get it. And they're glad that I told them rather than them dumping all this stuff. And then I'm getting annoyed and it's no one's fault. It was just not communication. So I've learned to communicate what I need and when I need it and even why I need it. And this has been important for me in a lot of relationships because 
just overall empath or not the amount of time I spend holding space for people, which is pretty much like all day, every day, (laughs) um, that, that definitely affects my personal life and how much I can handle energetically for friends. For example, if there's been a lot of holding space, I, I need some energetic balance and I need more space held for me and, or I just need alone time to recalibrate because think of it like a cup. Like we talk about the stress bucket. Think of it like your energy bucket as an empath and you have an energy bucket and all of the people who are sending their energy your way, it's like filling up your bucket and at a certain point is going to overfill. And so we have to draw boundaries so it doesn't get full, but then also keep dumping it out, shifting it, transmuting it, changing it, releasing it so that that bucket doesn't get so filled filled up that it spills over, which can manifest in a number of ways, physiologically, physical health issues, emotionally, like total outbursts, feeling like you're totally out of control. That's all very possible. So we want to shift that. So the empath, to recap what we've covered so far, really getting to know your own energy and spending plenty of time alone and really get to know you as you. And that's like a baseline. You have to have a baseline for, for comparison. It's like your control. This is all your experiment. And then it is having time every single day, bookending, ideally to kind of check in with where you're at, getting more in your body, allowing yourself to feel your feelings. So at that time when you're checking in every single day, really notice, ask yourself, how do I feel? And be really honest. Notice how you're feeling. And then let me feel myself. Like, let me actually get into my body. Let me massage myself, stretch, dance meditate where I'm go into my body, whatever works for you, but really feeling your body and feeling what you're feeling. And then being picky about who you hang out with (laughs) and drawing boundaries where you haven't drawn boundaries because as an empath, you got to be a boundary person. You just, you just gotta. The next thing I'll bring up is, is about physical space. And I think it's really important for everybody to do this, honestly, but especially for the empath, clearing your physical space regularly, clearing yourself. I'll talk about that in a second, but really having a clean space that's that's yours. Like for me, it's my office. My office is, it's like my cave of me, my, my cave of my own energy. Other people don't really come in here, but I know when I come in here, it kind of signifies to me like this is me in my own energy. There are other areas of my house that, I know are mixed in with other people's energy. If, if people are coming in and out, whatever it is, just in general, I'm always clearing the space. I clear it regularly and you never know, you know, maybe you, maybe you go to the grocery store and you're just shopping, but you feel people's stress and they're thinking about a million things. You don't even know these people. You don't even talk to them. And then you come home and you feel kind of weird. You don't even recognize this because you're so busy unloading groceries. And then you come into your house and you're doing things and you're kind of like, I don't want to say spreading the energy necessarily, but it's still there. And then it's kind of hanging out in the house and you just never know what's being brought in and out. And sometimes I suggest to people, I'm like, have you cleared your house recently? And they're like, oh no, I'm, I'm really particular about who comes in here. Only good people come in in here. Only good people like with good energy. And I'm like, that's not really how this works. Um, I'm sure they're all good people. That's fine. But even good people, great people can sometimes have energies that they're not even realizing they're hanging on to. Maybe they had an argument with their boss and like the frustration and annoyance about that is kind of hanging out all over them. And then they 
go to this person's house and and they kind of carry it in there. You just never know who's picking up what. You know what I mean? And even the the greatest people with the best intentions, with the highest frequency, sometimes they can kind of bring bring those energies somewhere else without meaning to. It's like a piece of toilet paper that gets stuck on someone's shoe and then they like bring it around different places <laughs> and then it falls off their shoe and then someone else accidentally steps on it and then they like bring it in somewhere else. It's kind of like that. I like I like that analogy. I think that's a good one. But clearing your house, clearing your space regularly will be so, so helpful. And you know, I do this with energy healing. You can use sage, you can use crystals. I mean, I'm a big crystal person. I I think that having crystals in your home is a really simple way to help with clearing and having some clear quartz, some selenite, some uh, shungite or black tourmaline. You know, there are all kinds of crystals you can put up. That's a simple thing. You can use clearing sprays. Salt is something really simple, but regularly, routinely clearing your house energetically the uh, same way you would vacuum, you know, however often you would clean your house, also clear it and just have that as part of the routine. You'll notice a huge difference in your energy. I can't tell you how many times I have neglected to clear my house for a while. And I'm just like, why do I feel so weird? (laughs) And then I do a big house clearing and I'm like, holy shit, I can breathe again. It's good. It's great. Love it. So clear your house, your apartment, your room regularly. Okay. And then the next key thing is clearing yourself and having like a daily ritual, a daily releasing ceremony. And this is like one of the biggest things, one of the most important things for empaths. It's like that car maintenance I was talking about before. This is just part of the energetic maintenance of being an empath is every day, ideally, or if it's not every day, at least once a week where you have kind of just like a big release, clearing, cleansing. Okay. And so what I would suggest for this overall, you can make it your own. And what really matters is the intentionality, but basically you just want to take some time. And first I would feel what you're feeling and really just tune in and notice what you're feeling without any judgment. Am I feeling sadness? Am I feeling anger? Am I feeling excitement, nerves, worry, stress, frustration, guilt? Like what am I feeling? And you don't need to worry about where it's from, whose it is. There's no judgment. You're just noticing what's in your body. And to be quite honest, it doesn't really matter if it's yours or someone else's, but you want to just clear space, like legit put on your calendar, feel 20 minute time block to feel (laughs) and let yourself feel everything that's coming up because this is part of the process of releasing. Let's say your best friend, your best friend, uh, I don't know, Ashley, Ashley, is really sad and she broke up with her partner and she's really sad and she tells you about it and you hold space and you don't realize that you kind of hold on to all of that energy. You're holding on to her sadness. And then you sit and you like, just give your body quiet space. You're like, what am I feeling? And you notice this sadness and you just let yourself start to feel it. Well, maybe Ashley kind of accidentally put some of that energy onto you and you soaked it up like a sponge. Maybe she doesn't really know how to fully feel and release. This is how you can actually help to heal her too while healing yourself. And you're feeling the sadness. You just let yourself feel it. You just start crying. Maybe start wailing, crying, sobbing. You're like, I don't even know what's going on. You don't need to be in any judgment. It doesn't matter who it's from. It doesn't matter. You just let yourself cry. Let yourself release. You scream into a pillow. You curl up in fetal position. Just let yourself sob. 
you let yourself fully feel it with no judgment and release it. Release it. Maybe you put on some music and you dance it out, some sad music, you dance it out. Whatever it is, that's one example. Really, the point is feel the emotion, let yourself feel the emotion. And it doesn't matter if it's for you or for someone else. Feel it. This is how you heal it. Feel it and release it. And so this can be screaming into the pillows, can be pounding, pounding on the bed. This can be dancing. This can be crying. Feel it emotionally and then physically release it. And do this for as many emotions as you need to. I will say as as a healer, I do this regularly because I will essentially release emotions for my clients all the time. And they often will be like, wait, I feel so different. And I'm like, yeah, because I spent an hour last night crying, crying your feels for you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not the only reason, but it definitely helps. And also it's not my job to hold on to that for anybody else. And I am really uptight about boundaries and protection, but on some level stuff's going to come in. And so I don't need to judge it or get upset. I just need to take responsibility for not holding on to it. And so I feel it and I release it and I let myself do whatever I need to do to actually release emotions. And this helps everybody heal. And I feel so much lighter. So that's a big piece of actually transmuting that, right? Actually releasing it, feeling it, shifting it. And uh, sometimes this is where I'll like, I'll do energy healing work on myself. I'll send myself a high. I'll transmute that frequency within my body. Sometimes I even do like, I'll go another layer. And sometimes I'll even do some of the trauma healing work or the inner child work, like for that emotion around that emotion. And sometimes I don't even know who this is for. And it just really helps to break up that energy and allows me to release it. Cause the main thing is I don't need to hold on to it. It's not my own, but even if it is my own, I don't need to hold on to it like this heavy sack of sand tied to my ankles, right? I I can move through it. And this is something that most people don't do and most empaths don't do. This is something that will change your life. And I like to do this ideally daily at minimum once a week, but the more often I do it, the less there is to do. And sometimes you might not have anything to release at all. But the key the key thing is that rather I should say The biggest issues arise for empaths. They feel the heaviness when they haven't taken time, regular time to actually feel whatever they're feeling. Often because they feel like it's really overwhelming and they don't want to face it. And they're also afraid of it, but they don't even know who it's from. And they're like, oh my gosh, if this is mine, I don't even want to deal with it. It feels like a lot. Of course, it's going to feel like a lot because it's not even necessarily yours. But the second you go into it, just go all the way into it. It's not so scary anymore. You can do it. So that's one piece of of a clearing that I would suggest, but then also energetically clearing yourself. I talk a lot about this in the psychic development course that I run and the channel collective, the membership. So if you're interested in all this kind of stuff, then I would definitely check out um, those two courses, psychic development, if you are interested in developing your intuition, channel collective, if you're interested in that, but perhaps not as intensely, check those out because these are topics that get covered quite often there, but clearing yourself can be similar to clearing your your home. You know, you can use salt, you can use energy healing, you can use water. Check out my YouTube video about how to let water work for you. It's really simple and really, really powerful. Water is so powerful, but you can charge water, set intention with water, ask it to clear you. You can use your shower to, to clear yourself, getting 
cords and hooks removed, doing that for yourself, asking Archangel Michael to come in and help you with that, or working with a healer who can cut some cords for you. All of that is really helpful. So just that daily clearing practice. So for me, it is feeling all the emotions and actually releasing them on a physical level. And then I do all of my clearing, cleansing. I cut all the cords every day, all the cords. I clear myself of everybody else's energy. I rebalance all my chakras. I really just cleanse my aura overall. And I get into my own energy. And after all of that clearing, which sounds like more work than it is, grounding, forgot about that. That's another huge one. I ground, and this really helps with the clearing process as well. So I ground, and this is where I then get really into my body and I can see, okay, what's mine? After I've released all the other stuff that is not mine, I release anything that's not for my highest and best. I send it back to whoever it came from. Then I can start to see, oh, wait, this is me. And now I can start to move through. How, how do I feel? What do I want? Sounds good for me. And now I have a lot more clarity. And along with that, daily detox overall is a big part of my lifestyle as an intuitive, as a channel. Daily detox is so, so crucial, not just energetically, but supporting my physical body with that. You can listen to my nutrition for intuition episode to learn more about that. But this is why you know, my Organifi products are huge and simple. I eat a lot of algae. I do a lot with brain health and my sleep hacks. Like all of that stuff has to do with just cleansing, purging energies, balancing my own energy and supporting on a light level detox. I have my dandelion tea sitting next to me. So all of that goes into play as well. And so it's just realizing, you know, how I can shift my lifestyle so that I feel my best. And then I go into every day feeling really clear and then I can tell what's mine and what's not. The last thing I'll say regarding tips for empaths is I really think it's valuable when exploring this as the gift that it is and really feeling into like, what do I need? What do I want? I think what, what comes up a lot with clients what I've seen come up a lot with clients is they start to realize they're like, I actually don't know what my energy is like by myself. Like, I don't even know who I am on some level. I don't know what's mine and what's not. I've always felt this way. I've always felt this stress or this anxiety. And then when you start to explore, wait, is this from someone else who I've always been around? You're like, but who am I without this? And so it starts to turn into this identity question. But I think that some self-exploration around this is really helpful. And I'll leave this a bit open-ended because it's part of the fun of it. But some questions that I have found to be really helpful have been one, where and how might you have learned to hide yourself so other people wouldn't pay attention to you? Because when you subconsciously know, again, even if this wasn't conscious, that other people would plug into you energetically or energy vomit on you you might have learned to hide yourself. So does that come up in romantic relationships? Does that come up in your family? Does that come up in your friendships? Another one that's interesting to explore is where, when, how did you learn that it's safer to feel what other people feel in case they got upset or they hurt you? This is kind of on the other side of the spectrum. This is really common where people who are empaths will have learned at a young age, I need to feel what mom or dad or sibling or authority figure is feeling 
so that I can kind of prepare myself and so that I know not to say the wrong thing or so that I won't get hurt. So they won't get mad at me so that they won't hurt me whatever way. And then they learn to drop their boundaries so much that they can use that information as a survival mechanism. Again, this usually isn't conscious, but then as an adult, now they're just picking up everybody else's stuff and it's almost debilitating. And sometimes it could be a combination of both of those. Like you hide yourself in some ways because you don't want to take on more people's stuff. And then in other ways, you're feeling so intensely. And another one, which I alluded to earlier, is where did you learn? When did you learn? How did you learn that being in your body, in your feelings, in your physical body was too painful? So you started to detach. Maybe you started to become numb. That one is helpful. And another one, where, how, when did you learn? that you're responsible for other people's emotions, that you have to carry the burden of those emotions, that being a good friend or partner or family member meant carrying the burden for someone else. How did that come up? And the key with all of those, especially that last one, is to realize, is this really true? And so it's, to start to understand what we learned from a young age <sighs> because we kind of needed to, to, to survive, right? Or it was modeled to us. Again, there's no judgment with any of this, but to realize, wait, I learned this, but now as an adult, this isn't serving me. This isn't even true. And so I can change the script and I don't have to hold on to any of this anymore. That's really empowering. So I hope this was helpful. Some key things to keep in mind. If you are an empath, and yeah, there's so much to say about this topic, but this is just very baseline. And I know these seem simple, but most people who are empaths who feel like things feel really heavy or they can't do X, Y, and Z are not doing these basic things. They make a huge difference. If you enjoyed this, make sure you take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Christina the channel. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps spread word about the show. And if you take a screenshot of that and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com you'll be entered to win a free card pull from me about whatever you want all right that's going to be it for today's show thanks again so much for tuning in i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i will chat with you again next episode